Hello and welcome to Bravo. <laughs> Hello. Hello. God, it's a struggle sometimes, isn't it? Oh, look, I've told you all day that I had a struggle, struggle day, and Nathan brought rosé. Cheers. Cheers, bitch. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. That's all we've got, hun, because you're not watching OC, are you? No, are you enjoying it? Episode two. Heather DeBrew storms out of her own party at her house okay. where she has got Nobu to cater and paid $35,000, <gasps> told everyone to leave and said, I quit. <laughs> it's Did she quit? OC is back. See, I always no, get very wary when they she, say a show is back like that. She didn't quit. Heather DeBrew is worth watching. Mm. How about this? If you don't want to watch it, because I would love to chat about some – Bits of it, but if you don't want to watch it, let me wait till we get a few episodes in and I'll tell you if it's worth watching. Tell me what's happened, yeah. Well, I I can't remember shit. This is why I write such extensive notes. But basic, okay, do you want me to give you a little spoiler? Sure. Okay, so there's a couple of new people on the show. (gasps) One of them is friends with Heather. (gasps) Her name is Nicole. What? Anyway, so. Shannon Bador says, oh, do I know her? Oh, Heather says, you know her. Okay. And Heather's, and Shannon's like, oh, is she the person that I think of? She had obviously had a different surname. <gasps> it was a maiden name, blah, blah, blah. And Heather's like, yeah, I think it is. Anyway, Shannon's freaking out that it's the same person. No. Is it? We don't know if it's the same person for a bit because she's apparently freaking out off camera. Okay. On camera, she's like, oh, my God, it's the same person. How does Heather not know this? She sued Heather's husband. What? So Heather has been friends with this person for eight years without realising that oh, this Heather, bitch, wake up, bitch has previously sued her husband. That's hilarious. And she finds out episode two. That's why she quits? At, this is what, because like, so Shannon's like, I don't want to tell her, I don't want to tell her. Gina's like, you've got to fucking tell her. Like, you can't <laughs> be doing that to her. So Gina tells Heather and Shannon's like pissed off at Gina for telling her. She's like, how do you not tell her? She's supposed to be your friend. Like you two are the OGs. I'm fucking telling her. So she tells her, Heather storms out. Where's Terry? Where's Terry? Terry's obviously off camera. Now there was obviously some many minutes in between, but all of a sudden Heather comes in with Terry confronts this woman and Terry's like, it's fine. You dropped the charges. This bitch starts crying. Oh, it was my lawyer's fault. I didn't want to sue. He's and like, she never brought it up. Never brought it up. The oh whole time God. she knew Heather for years and years. Never brought it up. She's like, it was my lawyer's fault. I'm sorry, it's not your lawyer's fault. He's like, oh, yeah, you had complications, but it's cool. Thank you for dropping the charges. Like there was nothing, like dropping the case. There was nothing wow. there. So... We find out because I listened to all the blogs and the vlogs and the socials that when they were filming, there was ages in between. Terry's on the phone trying to figure out who this bitch is wow. and then finds out. Like he's obviously on the phone to his practice manager, then finds out, yeah, yeah, the charges were dropped. It's no big deal. Imagine being so rich you can't remember who sued you. Well, it's normal. What a fucking luxury. If you've got a medical practice of any kind, it is very You're going to get sued. You're going to get sued. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so, but it looks like it's really quick. It looks like she storms up the stairs and it looks like they both come down and it's all good with this woman. And then they're shitty with Gina and Emily for saying the thing. She's, Gina's trying to say to her, look, I get triggered by secrets because I found out my husband was having an affair with a woman when it was a Christmas party and I was at the Christmas party and everyone knew that he was sleeping with the woman whose house we were at but me, which we didn't know this about Gina before. So they're trying to say to Heather like a day or so later that it's all Shannon's fault. So that's the episode I'm up to. I'm up to Shannon getting the blame. I'm still for not going to watch it, but thank you for that. It was, it's good. Heather's yeah. great. Maybe Heather, over Christmas. It's good for the house porn, it. if nothing else. I because uh, I've I, I loved Girls Trip. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I've been loving Below Deck. Oh, and I'm loving Salt Lake City. That's pretty much all I'm watching at the deck. moment. Love it. Um, I'm watching Vanderpump Rules because it's I watch it all. Uh, watch it all. Oh, there's a new chick named Noella. 
And oh, I don't like that. She, Noelle's already a name, yeah, isn't no, it? You yeah. don't need to be Noella. It's that's true. That's crazy. So she walks into Heather's house, walks right up to her kid Alex and says, Hi, I'm bisexual too, and hugs her. Oh, that's nice. Which I thought was cute. Yeah. No, no, apparently the women in the world have a problem with this. Oh, God. Because, because um, Heather's daughter that's bi, I think, is uh, 16, 17, and this is a grown woman, and they think there's an issue with a grown woman and a 16-year-old sharing the fact that they're both bisexual because she's a, she's someone's child. If, if, if they said, oh, I'm straight too, would that be an issue? I just like, I think their off. issue is don't – you're a grown woman – it's not normal that you have a friendship with a child and therefore sharing. It's called being a mentor. I don't get it. I don't understand why it's a problem, but I was listening to bitch sesh and they had a problem with it. Do you know what? If I was a 16 year old boy who was struggling to come out, I think I would really appreciate having, this girl's not struggling to come out. Well, even then I I think you can learn a lot from, from your men, like older gay people. I I agree. And I, and I think it's a normal process. I just think it's not a normal process for people who are parents to have it happen in front of them. And I think in, that's where the problem lies, not with Noella, not with Alex, but with the parents who have an issue with her daughter having adult relationships. Do you know what I mean? Like they're fine Gosh, for her can't to fucking win. This is what I'm saying. Like they're fine for her to have – relationships, whether it be hetero or bisexual, with people her own age, but they're not fine for her to have those relationships with adults. But I'm like, anyone... But they're not fucking. No, of course they're not. Then get over it. And that's my point. I completely agree with you because at that age, I got the most comfort and rationalisation out of discussing these topics, not with people my own age, but with older people. So leave them alone. If it's, your, if it's your parents' friends, then, yeah, yeah you're going to talk. So what? I don't uh, think it's weird. That's odd. I don't think it's weird They're at reaching. all. But a lot of people are saying that, well, on Bitch Sesh, they did have a good point. So you haven't been watching the show for a while, right? No, I've never watched OC. Oh, okay. So they're saying that she is sort of replacing another character that was on the show last season. This woman came out as gay. The alcoholic one? Correct. Yeah. And she was a messy fucker because she was just coming to terms with being sober, just coming to terms with being gay, and she didn't necessarily represent herself in the most even-keeled of ways with everything she was going through, and I think that they're kind of akinning Noella to that and therefore they're worried. I just think they should shut the fuck up and observe. It's not like you called her a twink. In in a tweet, like come I know. On. I don't understand. She just said I'm bisexual too. So what? So I don't understand what the problem is yet. I mean, I'll see if there's a problem, but I thought it was odd that people had a problem with her saying that. So what? You know, housewives can pick problems out of anything, can't they? But on social, people are having an issue with her. I mean, obviously, like if it's actual grooming, then yeah, that's a huge issue. But if it's not, she like just walked up to her and <laughs> yeah. said, "I'm bisexual too." Yeah, no. In other words, these bitches are scaring the shit out of me. He's a he's a kid adjacent person who I know will be kind to me. That's probably why she gravitated towards her. I don't yeah. see what the problem is either. Me neither. To well, be continued. Do you want to get into Salt Lake? Yeah. Um, so we're back in Salt Lake after the veiled trip yes. and they're all in their individual kitchens just unpacking and chatting to whoever about it. And yes. what's what when the episode really gets going yes. is when Lisa gets a text from Jen yes. from her new number and she's like, who's this? Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> it's Jen, but she says, I have mixed emotions about this. Oh, please. It's but- convenient that you have mixed emotions about it because someone's about to be a felon. <laughs> yeah. And then Heather gets a call. Yes. Which I loved. Yes. I loved. And so they're like, all right, well, yeah, let's go to a fucking steakhouse for lunch. Why not? Like, what have we got to do? Yeah. It was pre-booked, right? Of course it was. (laughs) But the way that Heather was – I find them both unsettling. I find it unsettling that Lisa's like, go fuck yourself. And I find it unsettling that Heather's like, sure, let's be best friends again. Yeah. I mean, Heather sort of said something in confessional being like, when I was going through troubles, like I really appreciated friends being there, kind of bullshit like that. Yeah, but she was she was talking about when she was divorced, when she was going through her divorce, and she was very grateful for what friends she had because obviously divorcing in the Mormon church, the women are the ones that are shunned and outcast. Yeah. 
But comparing her divorce to someone that committed fraud, it's it's apples and oranges, mate. Yeah, I know it is, but I think I still see where Heather's coming from and I think Heather's doing the whole innocent until proven guilty shtick. Even though if she is guilty, she still would stick with us. <laughs> She's just doing the whole I know what it's like to ha- to be on top of the world and then hit rock bottom. And she's like, I don't want anyone to feel as bad as I felt. I don't think she's thinking of it rationally going, but this woman, like Heather would be the kind of person that would be would call the victims of Jen and be there for them, uh-huh. not be there for Jen. I have no problem with what Heather's doing because if Bravo was still going to cast this person and mm. expect people to film with this person. That's true. Like if, if it's a That's hu- a good point. Bravo could have just fired Jen, but they obviously don't point. want to and they want someone to show up and film. So, yeah. So Heather's going to do it. If Bravo's going to be there, why are, we, why are we looking at Heather Weed for being there? I'm not going to crucify Heather. Point. We can crucify Bravo. Good point. That yeah. is such a good point. Thank you so much. I'm with you on that now. <laughs> so, I have about faced. And then Lisa, she's like, I haven't heard from her since Fresh Wolf. And I'm like, yeah, she's been busy. She got arrested. This is, okay, so I'm being a hypocrite because I think it's weird that Heather's all up in Jen, all up with Jen, and I'm annoyed that Lisa's not. <laughs> yeah, well, the fact that Lisa's like, I haven't heard from her, I'm like, of course she doesn't have a phone until Lisa just now. Lisa is like, regardless of the fact that this bitch has been arrested <laughs> and her whole life has been turned upside down, I'm going to be annoyed Shanoid. I'm going to be shanoid because of the fact that she was annoyed that I didn't invite her to my event. I know, crazy. Let it go. Where, like, on what planet does Lisa think that that is not the most laughable thing I've heard to date? She just wants to get that Fresh Wolf brand out there, and by gosh, she's doing it. This is what it is. She just wants to say the word Fresh Wolf ten fucking times like her Vita tequila. Uh She's not an idiot. I kind of fucking love her for this. (laughs) I hate her so much I love her. And that's the thing. That's I the thing. ever since we were introduced to Candace motherfucking Dillard, mm. we know the difference between hating to hate and loving to hate. And I that hate so Candace. I don't want her on my TV. I want to see her fail. I want I want to see all the bad things. And I know. I just, think I said I wanted her to die at one point, which I do kind of feel bad about, but, but I still stand but by. But the fact that you said that it gives me permission <laughs> to say the thing, the, all the trolley things <laughs> that I would never post. Oh, yeah, we're not sending this to her. But I'm quite happy if you at her when you post about... <laughs> I the, just said uh, we weren't doing that. ...about the vodka. I don't like the woman. She bad. But with Lisa, uh. like, the first... Well, the whole last season and the first, what, maybe four episodes of this season, I yeah. couldn't tell her and Meredith apart. I, I do Famously. Rem- I do remember So at that. least now I know who she is. I'm loving the villain that is Lisa Barlow. She's a villain, and for the, sure. And the product placement of it all just adds to... There's so much product placement. That scene with Jen and Sharif with the fucking Popeye's chicken, just with I the know. logo pointing outwards. I was like, no, ma'am, no. So we go to the steakhouse. <laughs> Popeye's. Well, okay, explain to me... Why Popeyes is associated with chicken? He was Popeye the Sailor Man. No, I Wouldn't think they're it be just fried different. fish. I think that that's just you know, there's two different people called Popeye. Okay, I don't need two people called Popeye. There's one Popeye, that's it. <laughs> I know, but with that scene as well, like when they were praying over the Popeye's chicken, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is just American KFC. You don't need to pray over. They that. have KFC. <laughs> KFC is American. Oh yeah. So why do they need a Popeyes if they got a- Is it fancy KFC? I need it to be fried fish and not fried chicken. That's what I need it to be. <laughs> I don't know. Popeye was a sailor man. Therefore, it should be fish, not chicken. Well, technically it should be spinach. I mean, should it be tuna, chicken of the sea? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Do you remember that? Did you watch that show? Yeah, I did. I fucking loved it. I used to have it. such a crush on Nick Lachey. Really? Yeah. I, always ha- I always had a crush on her. Wow. We yeah. could have. We could have swung with them. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> okay, so... Um, and he was so such an asshole to her. How could you have a crush on Nick Lachey? I was an eight-year-old boy looking at TV. I didn't understand the relationship dynamics. Oh, you didn't get it? Nick. No. I got it at eight. What does that say about me? <laughs> yeah, you were analysing everything? I really was. I was not. Fuck, I'm such a... 
loser, but anyway. So we get to the steakhouse. Let's get to the steakhouse and off me. I yes. love how Jen and Heather just are like, oh, hi. And then they're like, okay, let's order food. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And Jen, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and Jen gets the spinach artich- artichoke dip, which sounds delicious. Really? I think that sounds I'm so good. I'm not going to lunch and getting a dip. I need actual food. Bitch, it's going to be a big dip with like a lot of bread. Oh, okay, fine. See, because like gluten-free bread is bullshit. So, oh, no, you don't want therefore, to, I don't, don't want. Fuck it, with that. I don't want anything where the main event is mm-hmm, bread. Mm-hmm. That's true. There you go. We cover a lot of ground of Jen's to- story. This is pretty much her scene to tell her side of things. But I'm loving the fact that she's spilling the tea because no one in their right mind, after they were arrested, would then go on national <laughs> TV. I know. and just start spilling shit about themselves before they're in the courts. She is not Erica Jane. She's sharp. Loser. <laughs> she is just stupid. I'm hitting my microphone. She's she's not. She's going to shah jail. That she, didn't work. She needs a shah jumpsuit and to shah <laughs> shut, the, shut the fuck up. Toot sweet. Shah clink clink. Shah clink clink, motherfuckers. She's not that bright. She's not. And she's saying, so she's saying that she got the call. She thought it was from Sharif, but it wasn't Sharif's voice. And then, then I was really it was struggling. Then she thought it was his GA. What does that mean? General assistant? Maybe, yeah. Oh. Fucking secretary. But anyway... <laughs> Just say it so, what it is. The sec- he's, She thought it was his secretary. So then she went in the, the, the truck with the aunt who smells like hospital's truck. Mm-hmm. She went there and then the white SUV pulled up. Uh-huh. And she thought she was being kidnapped. And a minivan. And a minivan. A minivan and an SUV pulled up. I was like, of course you're not getting kidnapped. But she says the words before that. She sa- And I know she was paraphrasing, but I think she was paraphrasing her own lie, which I find hilarious. She says, he wasn't feeling good, so I started to drive home. You told the ladies in the bus yeah. that he had blood on the brain. Yeah, on the brain. Yeah. You wouldn't be like you'd be going straight to hospital. But yeah. in the bus, you said I had to go home and pick up the kids, even though I have fifty thousand fucking assistants and family staying at the house. Yeah, I had to go home and pick up my children and then go to the hospital. But right now, you were paraphrasing yourself and said he wasn't feeling good, so I started to drive home. This is how you know that at one point she was lying because. Par- uh, yeah. Paraphrasing herself, she goes from bleeding on the brain to he wasn't feeling good. When you're recalling an event that happened, you end up repeating the same words because you're remembering your memory of being scared that your husband might die. So you would be repeating the same phrases, not paraphrasing yourself. This is from yes. someone who knows that she lies poorly. I'm good at picking out other poor lies. If you lie well, I'm I'm, I'm following your bullshit. <laughs> like Erica is a good liar. Erica's a fucking great liar because she's great at confounding. Yes, and this I, one is not great at confounding. And she's she's not a born storyteller. Nuh-uh. Because she's like, oh, the white SUV. They said, oh, we're here from New York, and we just want to talk to you. Oh, and we're going to arrest you. <laughs> it's like, Again, what? Like they, these, they never said that. And this is the thing, you know, when someone's lying, because when you go to to recall what someone said, if it doesn't make sense, then you know they're lying. Yeah, because then she's suddenly she's so she's in the break room. She's handcuffed to a chair. A break room. Give me a. Break. That's what she says. Give yeah. me a break. And so then she says. She didn't think she needed an attorney because she didn't do anything. And even Heather was like, oh. And the editors were like, Yeah, you're not in a break room. You're in an interview interrogation room. A break room. What, was there a fucking um, Keurig coffee machine in the corner? Was there a mini fridge? No, you weren't in a break room, honey. No, it was not a break room. So, and then she tells us about, yeah, Omar being held at gunpoint, which is all very sad and distressing and... Yeah. And then she mentions AR-15s. How do you know what an AR-15 looks like? I had to look it up. I think in America you do know those things. Oh. Well, all I know, I had to look it up and went, right, it's a semi-automatic weapon. Yeah, I just think, like, I've been to America and, like, I've been to, like, a Walmart and a Target and I'm like, oh, there's the gun section. So oh, I feel like there's there's a level of knowledge. creep me out. It, if yeah, I was it is in creepy. a Kmart and saw guns next to the Peppa Pig's, <laughs> uh, I would not cope. Yeah. For our American listeners, we, we can't access guns here. We don't no. know what guns look like. We don't no. know brands of guns. We don't know shit all about guns. No, we had one mass shooting a million moons ago and it was enough for the laws to be changed. No semi-automatic weapons yeah. available. Yeah. So we, we... As stupid and backward as, as we are in a lot of things, that we got. Yeah. So we don't understand. 
Um, yeah, so really distressing with, with her sons and yes. the police overreaction, you would say, like definitely, well, I think. I'm not saying that they did or didn't overreact. I'm saying that this is based on the liar that is Jen Shaw. Yes. Jen Shaw, again with the Jen Shaw, recounting what happened. I don't take her word for it because all we saw on the footage was that the police were like, we need you to exit the premises and make sure we can see your hands, which is completely valid. But still scary. Very in, scary. Yeah, and especially with, with black kids in that climate. Yes, very scary. But I is that weird? I shouldn't say that's very valid. I should ask the question, is it weird that when police rock up with weapons – they want to make sure that they can see your hands when you exit the building. Yeah, they were kids. That's fucked up. I don't yeah, know. But I get it. I, I was, get it. That's I, fucked. I was just like really – I sort of was shocked that Jen acknowledged her role in it. I didn't yes. think she would ever come to that realisation. She's saying she that this said, is because of me, right? Yeah, she said, I've put my sons in that position. And I was like, I didn't think she was going to have that sense of self-awareness at all. Well, she's saying because they came for her. She's not saying it's my fault. She's mm. saying it's because of me. I think you're right. Right, I, I see. But I do think you're right. I think that in those moments she's she's living on the fine line of going, what have I fucking done to quickly, quickly, oh, my God, but it's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There are moments when you're looking at the face going, bitch, are you having a realisation that you're not willing to admit? That's that's a but, very good point. And also Nathan. she's saying something in confessional, but then at, at the dinner table with Heather, she's like, yeah, there's no there's no proof. There's I haven't done anything wrong. Um, and then she talks about Stuart and she's like, mm. oh, Stuart, that guy, I barely know him. <laughs> like, and even Heather says in confessional, it appears as if Jenny's trying to distance herself from Stu. Yeah, Heather, again, no dummy. No. No, none no. of these people are dumb except for maybe Jen. <laughs> except for maybe you're right. The dumb one is Jen. I think so. Yeah. What did she and say? Mary, of course. Well, I, I don't think Mary I think Mary's cunning. I think Mary is self a self serving person who always wanted to make sure that she had money. I told you okay, so I was telling Nathan that I did, I did finally do a little I've started oh, yeah. my deep dives on Mary. Started. I've started my deep dives on Mary. Strap in. I've read a couple of articles and I watched a I watched a YouTube thing with her uncle. I'm not saying he comes across as the most credible guy, but he does not like Mary. He does not like her mum. Mm-hmm. And he said some things. So when we when we talk about Mary, I'll mention a couple of them because we're not there yet. Oh, but, we're getting to Mary soon. Yeah. Um. Basically, but let's get back to Stuart. So. Yes. She says what Stuart looked at her in that room. So he was in the breakout room as well. I'm not well, too sure. I think she was in the. I would think she was in the interrogation room, and he was. Walked, Sorry, it's a break room. The break room, <laughs> and he was probably being led into an alternate break room, handcuffed. And she's saying he looked at her and said, I'm sorry, a.k.a. he's the guilty one. And I don't think he ever no, said that. No, a.k.a. I'm about to turn on your fucking ass and uh, give everything. Yeah. And I've already started to say I will tell you everything, which is why they brought him into one of those rooms, getting <laughs> ready to fucking, you know. Hit record, let's go. Correct. I love how she's like, oh, we weren't we weren't partners. And then like the flashback, they flashback to three weeks ago where she's feeding him that banana. And going, make me the money. Make me the money. Look at me. I'm your boss. I'm doing but so. But then she says he had his own businesses. Now, mm. I am not the smartest cookie in the packet. <laughs> but I am telling you now that if someone has their own businesses, they are not working as a personal assistant on the side. Mm-hmm. Would you? Come no, on. No, no. Like if you owned a Popeyes, now that we're on the Popeyes because I can't get over the Or fact even a KFC. Because now I can't get over the fact that they serve chicken. Would you be working as a personal assistant to someone who owned a Mickey D's? No. Yeah, no. No, I don't think You're when... You're running your business. I think when you say business, so, it's, it's... She says it's he has his own businesses. Then why is he working as your personal assistant? You cannot have both, bitch. Pick a column. <laughs> Pick a column. All right. So, <laughs> She's so stupid. <laughs> Fuck me. So then Heather tells Jen about Lisa calling the six lawyers and Jen doesn't take kindly to that, which is obvious. And in the Watch What Happens Live, or rather on the Watch What Happens Live, when they ask her about the six lawyers, she, you know, why did she call them? She says, because they can. 
It's like, bitch, that doesn't make you look good. It make you look stupid. <laughs> well, it's a six-hour bus ride. She was really just calling one per hour. <laughs> Who has six lawyers? It six makes lawyers. it seem like you've got something to hide. Yeah, that's three lawyers twice, as Mary would put it. <laughs> could she say that? I don't know. I fucking love that. Every time you say that. <laughs> I, I still think about it all the time. 30 the minutes thing, twice. It's like I've forgotten and you bring it back to the fore and I'm so grateful. Uh, and then also they talk about Meredith cutting Jen out, but uh, who cares? Whatever. So then we get a scene with, oh my God, with Whitney rebranding her beauty company or something. I don't care. Okay, but we do have to touch on... I wrote Heather in my notes instead of Whitney. That's how much I didn't care. <laughs> but, Mariana, she's put half of her family savings into this, and I thought, rot roll. But then she says she's applied for a million dollars line of credit, and if she doesn't get it, they'll need to put 250 k as a deposit. Uh-huh. Now, I do not have $250,000, nor do I have assets. Actually, I do... Ha- mm, no. I don't really have assets... To the, that value that I could put up against it. But if you are on Housewives and you're telling me that $250,000 is half of your savings, I don't care. No. I don't care. Yeah, and I'm just thinking if if it's going to cost that much and make your family bankrupt, maybe don't rebrand, just stick to the fucking saying brand. She's saying that if she, need, if she doesn't get her million dollars line of credit, she will need $250,000 as a deposit for this stuff. And Justin will have to co-sign. Yeah. So, she, wait, wait, actually, I should, I should walk that back. Is she saying that the million dollars line of credit is half of their savings? I honestly do not know. It's housewives. But Justin's two fifty or a million, if that's half your savings, then don't be on housewives. Yeah. Because most and I'm not talking including myself because I'm Trey Paul, but most people, their houses, like in Australia, a million dollar house is nothing these days. Do I think that's bullshit? Yes. But that's nothing these days. If that's half your savings, well, get the fuck off my housewives because that makes you a regular Joe Schmo. That doesn't make you rich and I don't give a fuck. I just, I don't care. I don't know. I feel like I have a bit more leniency with a Salt Lake housewife. I don't. Nuh-uh. <laughs> I don't care. Why? Are you trying to say that the people in Salt Lake don't have as much money as the Beverly Hills? Well, I'm, well yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I agree. I watch I'm Beverly teasing. Hills for the big houses. I'm teasing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but why why is she spending this much on a rebrand? Why she's it's only a, just now telling Justin? It's why so is she ha- spending all this money on a rebrand? And all she has is one: she's filming in her own house, so she doesn't have to pay for a venue location. <clears throat> she's got influencers, one bunch of fucking roses that they all seem to be passing to each other, and some puppies. I'm I'm unsure where this money. is Where going. is this money going? I know. I know. We were just watching an episode of Melbourne when someone had a a fake run through of an event, and they had a drag queen who clearly had more work done than what she would have spent on this fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so then two hundred fifty thousand dollars on what? What? So <laughs> now we go to Mary. Yeah, so let's she's, go to Mary. She's in closet. getting a closet, closet organizer in. Love. And I thought, God help that poor woman. That woman needs to be given two hundred fifty thousand dollar deposit. And seeing her closet, I was like, Oh, this is why she's giving away her wardrobe in Vale. I reckon that the closet organizer came before Vale, and she said, and Get rid of these the, Louboutins. This is in the no pile, <laughs> and instead of. Figuring out how to get rid of it, she would re-gift it. She's donating it to everyone else. Brilliant. Uh, Totally. Fucking great idea. Yes, she should have given it to Cameron instead of killing Cameron. She should have given him her wares. Mm -hmm. I think Cameron would have been fine with it. And she says, all these things I have, it's not because I take people's money. And I was like, well, how do you have them then? Like, honestly. Do you want to tell me? (sighs) Give me your Mary tea. Spill it. I have some Mary tea peeps. Now. You probably all have the tea because you're probably far better organised than I. So there are a few articles out there. One of the articles I read was, I loved it. It was actually like from the Salt Lake local newspaper from a gajillion years ago. I love that. One of them was from Daily Beast. One of them was from Bustle. I love that. One of them 
was from an interview that Sherelle's World, which is a YouTube channel, she did an interview with Mary's uncle Ernest Walton, who is Mary, like Mary's grandmother's kid. So you got and to also s- Mary's husband's nephew. <laughs> no, no, no. So no. it was Mary's mum's brother. Okay. So Mary's grandmother, the one that left her the fortune. Uh huh. Her kid. So Mary's grandmother had four kids, three daughters and one son, and her uncle Ernest was that one son. When Mama, they call her, everyone called her Mama Cos, Mama Mary Cos, like Cosby. So when Mama Cosby died, the church had four hundred members. Only four hundred members. This isn't like Jamal's fucking church that has thousands. It's a teeny tiny church. But she swindled each and every one of them. Apparently, Mama Cosby didn't. <gasps> So, Mama Cosby had businesses, and the main business she had was a mortgage business. So, kind of like, they keep referring to it as a bank. It's not a bank. It was mm-hmm. a mortgage business. When she, so, when she died, she had four, the church had 400 members. Half went with Mary, which mm-hmm. was in the building of Mama Cosby's, and then half went with Rosalind, Mary's mum. Oh, my God, you're going to hold my dog. So cute. So the same year that Mama Cosby died, Mm -hmm. her daughter Rosalind, Mary's mother, accused Robert Sr. of fraud (gasps) as well as having a hand in her death. (gasps) Now, Mama Cosby died of a heart attack, so I don't know what he did, but she said... He fed a bacon every morning or something. Maybe. She said that that her mother's signature was forged on various deeds and mortgages from this mortgage company and claimed that Robert Sr. diverted assets. Now, Rosalind sued her stepfather in 1997 and in 2007 she sued and eventually a jury awarded her $1.2 million in damages ordering Robert Sr. and the church Mm -hmm. of Faith Temple, to pay her this money. There was a chick named Annie Johnson who everyone called Lois. I don't get it. What? Lois was the – some people call her the assistant. Some people call her the business manager of Mama Cosby's church. Lois and Robert Sr. were in cahoots. Mm Mm-hmm. And Lois was the one that was busted, shorting all these mortgages and taking them out of the name of the mortgage company and putting the name of the church on these shorts. So basically saying that the the church owned all these companies instead of Mama Cosby owning the companies and saying that there was no will and that everything was in the name of the church. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when I was listening to the YouTube with the un- with Mary's uncle, he was saying that Robert Sr. had eyes and designs on Mary before her grandmother died, oh, that the grandmother didn't – there was no way in hell she would have wanted Mary to marry Robert <gasps> Sr. because Mary was already married. <gasps> Mary was married. All the daughters were married. Like This uncle is like, all my sisters were married. Mary was married. There's no way my mum would want Robert Sr. to marry any of them, let alone Mary. They all had husbands. I hate that. So when her grandmother died, Mary all of a sudden goes and divorces her husband, rando, no one expected it. And that Robert Sr. and Mary, they would, the way that they would interact, people had issue with it before her grandmother died. They were making comments like, this isn't right. The husband, Dana someone or other, Dana Harris, he was being counselled by Robert Sr. and Robert Sr. called himself a bishop of the church and was his counsellor. Wow. Creepola. The whole thing's creepy. So this guy, look, he, at first there was no will and the church owned everything. And he's like, now all of a sudden there was a will and Mary, in the will, Mary was told by the by the grandmother in the will that she was to marry Robert Sr. So her uncle's like, which is it? Was there no will? 
which is why none of the children got any money or was there a will and you were told to marry Robert Senior and therefore why did my mother not leave me anything? What does the will say? I've never seen the will. So as much as he doesn't necessarily come off as 100% credible on the YouTube episode, at the same time he's got some fucking great points. Like (laughs) was there a will or wasn't there a will? Because either way you're telling me my mother left me nothing. I want to see it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's ma- that makes sense, right? Yeah. So Mary, this whole thing of Mary saying that my grandmother wanted me to marry Robert Senior, as far as her family are concerned, they're like... Porkies. Totes porkies. <gasps> so, look, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but suffice it to say this mortgage company that her grandmother owned is in 48 states. I. Oh, e- that's almost the whole lot. I.e., a lot of dollars. Yeah. So this is what they're all fighting over, that she owned. And there's other companies that apparently she owned, but this is the most lucrative of them all. And even though this woman whose name is Anna or something, but they called Lois. I don't like that. She apparently is a very wealthy woman. Wealthy enough to change her name. Who is not in the church, either church anymore that Robert Sr. and Mary got rid of her, but she was the one that was in cahoots with Robert and Mary to get everything in the church's name and Robert Sr. orchestrated being with her that no one was interested in this happening except for him and that Mary was interested in it solely to get the money. Okay. So, like, there's lots of little tidbits of things that were oh, very interesting, but that's the crux of you it, You can right? bet Lisa's listening to this right now, Whitney's listening to this right now, and they're going to bring this shit up next season. So, I you're welcome, guys. So. <laughs> but there are allegations. Suffice it to say, in both Mary's church and her mother's church, there are allegations of abuse. Um, there are allegations of, like, you know, taking convincing people to give monies um and this whole thing of saying that she mary's saying to the congregation that she was god her uncle said look i never i never personally heard mary say that but i did personally hear her mother say that okay so yeah she's probably learning from her you know all that stuff so we'll see what happens oh one interesting thing he said was that he thinks that Mary has bleached her skin <gasps> and he thinks that her son looks nothing like Robert Senior. <gasps> so, Oh, God. I'm getting a bit of Thomas Markle from this guy. Correct. Bitter family syndrome. Cor- I, I too did get that. But there were some points that I couldn't, you know, with the whole was there a will, wasn't there a will. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a really good fucking point. Yeah. But I also got some Thomas Markle from okay. it. Grain yeah. of salt. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's move on to Lisa and Meredith going horseback riding for some reason. And at, just like with Melbourne, it was an indoor horse event. It was. Oh. Meredith th- looks great. She did look good. She Her pants were on fleek. And I thought, at least it's not a fucking snow-based activity. I was like, okay. True that. Progress. True. But then... Let me let me go off for a second. Please do. Then they sit down in some weird stable room mm-hmm. for, for tea yeah. in plastic cups. Gross. And I thought, what the fuck is this setting? Surrounded by the poop of horse. Uh, and I was like, can we not get some crockery in here, please? Like, Can we not get away from the stables? Away from the – and you can tell their stables, like the people uh-huh. who are like, oh, can we film here? And they're like, uh-huh. yeah, sure, but we've only got this fucking little room with some saddles. <laughs> True. So like, all right, we'll sit you with the saddles. Oh, we don't have cups. Here's yeah. a little plastic sippy cup for not- your – for your hot tea. It was disgusting. I'm sorry. Get a thermos. I know. I was not all about it. I know. And they're trying to have this conversation about Jen and I'm still focusing on the fucking sippy cups. I, I was just like, with what you spent on your outfits, you couldn't just go to like the Woolworths and buy some shitty bone, like not bone china, but just get some, just get a freaking ceramic cup. Get a a keep cup. It's Get anything, but they were drinking out of the little plastic cups that you'd have from like a year six 
party grad- for graduation it with cordial in it. It was disturbing. They're like, oh, let's sit down and have some tea. And I was like, you're in a saddle room. It wasn't Wedgwood, China. That's for shiz. It <sighs> was really painful to – I agree with you. I thought, take me back to the fucking ski slopes. I know. I don't want to be watching fucking horse riding on Salt Lake. I'm so I sorry. I know. It's true. It's true. Get me some fucking bone, oh. China. Yeah, Lisa Vanderpump could not. I mean – I know, right? Uh, okay. I know. It was gross. All right, so we're, oh, we're getting pain. lots of flashbacks as well in that scene because I think even yeah. the editors were like, "We need a our eyes need a break from the saddles and the sippy cups." True, and yeah, I assume I assume the flashbacks were just talking about Jen, but again, I was a bit distracted and aggravated and True. activated. Yeah. Um. So basically, what? So Lisa's deflecting from bringing Cam in. Mm-hmm. She's all like, "Oh, I, I didn't bring him in. He was on boards." And yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. She says, "Okay, this really eloquent sentence. I wrote it down." Yeah. Don't accuse me of stuff I don't do or I'll start accusing you of things you do do if you do do that. Doody. Like, <laughs> she said doo-doo. She d- and I was like, bitch, can you not just edit while you speak? I'm sorry. Look, you know this about me, that toilet humour cracks me up. Yeah. She just kept saying doo-doo and I just kept laughing. I know. I know. And so then there's... Oh, that's so funny. Mariana needs a moment. I told you toilet humour makes do-do. me laugh. <laughs> she kept saying doo-doo. She did say doo-doo a lot. <laughs> and she was sitting next to horse doo-doo, so it was really quite cinematic. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm crying. <laughs> my are going to be here a while. Fuck me down. That was funny. Stop making the toilet humour and then I won't, okay? <laughs> so, oh, God, that was so funny. <laughs> I was just quoting Lisa. All right, all right, all right. I can do this, I promise. Okay, so then it seems like there's some tensions between Meredith and Lisa, the supposed besties slash yeah. exact They're same not person. fucking besties. Give well, it a break. So Meredith is saying that pointing fingers is very problematic problematic dynamic in this group. How so? Well, she's saying that everyone needs to share responsibility. And I was like, you were just in a victory bathtub. Like, you cannot be on this pedestal right now. Agreed. And Lisa's like, nope, nope, 100%, not not taking um, any of that on. Nope. How many times could she say no? Nope, nope. No, no, no. no it's like, no. bitch. To the point that it even pissed Meredith off. She said no so many times. Yeah, Meredith's like, I fucking stood up for you. Don't go there. Yeah. Let's not do this. Are either of them in any position to claim that they are right or that they have the higher ground here? No. 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 And like, no, Ma- no, no. Meredith- no, no, no. <laughs> nope, nope. 100% nope. 100% no. And Meredith might have had it before she got in the tub. Correct. Which I did love, but whatever. I mean, she might have had it before she called what she experienced terrorism. Jen liking yeah. tweets to be akin to terrorism, correct? Yeah. And then Whitney, no, Lisa says that Whitney and Heather go to bed counting Lisa Barlow's in their sleep. And I was like, what the fuck are you on about? She does not know how hilarious that is. <laughs> that is so she funny. will never know because she will think that we're laughing with her, but we're laughing at her. They count Lisa Barlow's in their sleep. And it's everything. <laughs> and then she says the most ridiculous thing it's as bad as Jen. And no, it's not. And this is why Lisa and Meredith are friends slash the same person. Because (laughs) they think that what's happened to them is as bad as Jen sucking the life savings and causing people to go into debt that are of retiring age and and potentially unemployable. Yeah. So these people will be homeless. Yeah, it's completely different. She's comparing this to people that experience like basically I'm I'm comparing what Jen did to what Bernie Madoff did. And they're saying that their treatment how they were treated is as bad as what Jen did. Yeah. Lisa and Meredith are both privileged twinks. There I said it. Beyond. Beyond privileged. Like, the fact that they're not recognising their own privilege is is what's so fucked up. I know, but that's the show. Like, that's what Housewives is, pretty much. People not recognising their privilege. Yeah, that's true. Why am I so surprised? You shouldn't be surprised. No. So then we go to a scene with Jenny and her kid. We're and moving I, on. I forgot Jenny existed. We're moving on. <laughs> my, my title 
Okay, so every time we have a new scene, I bold the text. <laughs> there is nothing written under the bolding of the text. So we're moving I on. I know. I will just say that her daughter is more dynamic than Jenny herself. Her daughter's adorable and she should be on the Disney Plus. Like she and not should, this show. She should have her own motherfucking show. Don't come into my show. No. She should be jumping in puddles, teaching kids to count, talking to Barney. Go to Sesame Street, she get should, off of Park City and Salt Lake. She should be doing all that shit yeah. because she is fan-flipping-tastic. Yeah. Her reaction to when her mum said something about her being a 45-year-old. She her, laughed and her laughed. Her overreaction. I'm like, bitch, you were, you were throwing bones to your mother. We know you were throwing her a bone and Poor she's Jenny. barely picking it up. <laughs> Poor Jenny. Poor Jenny. I keep thinking Jenny's really flopping, but then I'll see a preview of her popping off and I'm like, oh, I want to see that. I need I need Jenny to animate like her daughter. I need her daughter to give her animating lessons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then we have the Popeye's chicken scene with Jen and Sharif, which was product placement. We, we've so said that. Good. Jen says she feels abandoned by Lisa. She says that none of Sharif's family have reached out. Sharif was not having that. Well, Did you see him get serious no one was. at her when yeah. he's like, they still love you? Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's like, bitch, you have fucked my life up. You got our kids arrested. Yep. And you're going to complain about my family? Back the fuck up and sit down. And was she saying that bail was $1.5 million? Is uh-huh. that what she said? Well, uh-huh. that's a lot. Imagine having that ready to get out of prison. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't her bail. It was her reta- the retainer for the lawyers. So on top of bail? Yep. Fuck. She had to pay a retainer of $1.5 million. So her lawyer said to her, you are not going to get off for anything less than $1.5 million. And her lawyer didn't say... Maybe stop stop trying to spin a narrative on TV because it's no, not going to work. <laughs> because the lawyers want $1.5 million. Yeah. Now, from what I understand, they do not have $1.5 million. I'm sure they don't. So I don't know how many years that Sharif is going to have to keep working to pay your legal fees knowing full well that you are guilty and should have just taken a plea deal and saved. Yeah. At least $1.3 million. Well, I think they just got paid twenty two k for the Popeyes ad. So that's that's a step mm. up. Um, yeah. So blah, blah, wah, wah, wah. So yeah. then we go to Whitney's Wild Rose Beauty oh, no, photo hang shoot. Hang on a sec. How funny was it when she was, laugh- when she was crying? <laughs> I was laughing Were when you? she – I was laughing. I'm at the lowest point in my life. I told you I'm innocent. I didn't do any of these things. She is looking in his eyes so desperadoly yeah. because her world – is forever fucked. Oh, she's fucked. She is going to jail. If Stu is getting up to 70 years technically, we know he's not going to do that because he took a plea, but she's got to be getting at least up to 100 years. Yeah, enjoy that Popeyes while you she can. She is going to die in the jail. Stop. She deserves that. Stop. What? I think she's innocent. You do no, not. No, I don't. I don't. I know. The sob stories is enough. It's enough. She is living the high life. Have you, I get okay. it. I get it. If anyone out there has experienced financial trauma, it's horrible. She's the cause of that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So she can fucking go to jail for 100 years. That's fine. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I am fine with that. All right. Ready to move on to the Wild Rose? Let's move on. <laughs> well, basically, all I've got to say about the Wild Rose photo shoot is, yeah, $20,000. Where the fuck did that go? A bunch of flowers. One. <laughs> one bunch of flowers. Some dogs and influencers. It went to the influencers. Yeah, I don't like, really... The photographer would have been lucky to <laughs> to have charged Four or five grand for that. Lucky. Lucky. The photographer would have been screwed and the influencers would have got it all. That's what I reckon. Well, the only really interesting thing I thought about this scene was when Whitney was like, yeah, I've done some sleuthing. She (gasps) says she got Cameron's phone number and called him. And they spoke for three hours. Three hours, yeah. Three hours. And she says something like, if Lisa knew one-tenth of what I know and if one-tenth of that was true... 
then Mary is bigger and badder than we realised. Well, the oh. uncle confirms the God stuff. The uncle confirms all the money stuff. He confirmed a lot of shit. One of the things that I think that I took away from that was that the husband is far more involved in all of this than I thought. Oh, I think And he is. this is why Mary is keeping him around because he knows where the proverbial bodies are buried. He uh-huh. knows the skeletons in the closet. The the uncle mentions that Mary was counseling someone and this particular person had in previous years shown to be um, have, having mental health issues and so therefore that person needed to have been handled with love and care mm-hmm. that Mary basically said to this guy in the counselling sessions that if he didn't donate X, Y, Z, that he would be going to hell and this man killed himself. Yikes. Yep. And he died by suicide and it is obviously gossip and hearsay. So allegedly that the people in the congregation and the people around this guy attribute that his death by suicide is relating to his counselling session with Mary. Fuck. I really appreciated Whitney when Mm. she said that she feels like Lisa planted this, so she's going to go to Lisa with it, not to Mary directly. And uh-huh. also because she can't take on Mary on her own, which I was like, that's pretty, that's that's pretty really true. That's interesting. Yeah, and, and not untrue because Mary, you don't know what Mary's going to say one minute to the next. You don't know how Mary's going to react. And I think that's what it is. It's not that they're literally shaking and quaking in their boots. Is They're like, we don't know how she's going to react. Mm-mm-mm. Um, do you have any final thoughts on, on that scene or the rest of the episode? I just love the fact that Whitney's like, I'm going to go to Lisa with this info because as far as she's concerned, this is all Lisa's fault. Yep. And I love that. Whitney I love and Lisa that. both just have blinders on for the they other do. person. It's they so really funny. do. They really do. I love I'm just it. glad they're talking about this, which is more interesting than the fucking cater- cater waiters. Uh, correct. Oh, my God. What happened to Angie? Oh, yeah. I really liked her for the two episodes she was on. And now where is she? Yeah, the one that had the um uh, the, the poker night. Yes. Yeah, what happened to her? Oh, I'd love to get her back in the fold. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I was up for her. Even though what I just said was, I'm glad we're not talking about the caterers again. Correct. But, but still, I liked her. Anyway, yeah. so next week we have Jen and Lisa meeting. Uh-huh. Then we've got Heather, Heather talking to someone about cults. Her Who? brother. Was that her brother? Yeah. Fuck, he looks like he's been through it. Yeah. I was like, fuck, that's a man on death's door. No offence. I get what you're saying. Um, And then Lisa... had a long winter, hasn't he? (laughs) A long winter. Yeah. Lisa and Whitney are swimming or something. There's a group event and Meredith is mad that Jen is also invited and it's like, Mm -hmm. you're on a show together, Toots. Yeah. And then Jenny's popping off, which is what I really want to see. I do want to see that. But I do want to know Whitney and Lisa together again. Well, it looks like Meredith's popping off at Lisa. Yes. So I think if Meredith's popping off at Lisa, then Whitney's going to be on Meredith's side. I would hope so. Because Whitney and Lisa hate each other. Well, I I wonder how long Lisa will want to keep Whitney offside now that Lisa's realising how smart Whitney is. I think think that you're going to see, and especially if Lisa and Meredith are not seeing eye to eye, and she's not going to get any loving with Mary now that people are weary that she's a cult leader. I would not be surprised if Lisa starts getting trying to get in Whitney's good books. Lisa will do anything. Oh, yeah. Lisa oh, yeah. will do anything to stay on the show. She is not a fair-weather friend, which was the title of the episode. She is the fair-weather friend. She is the fair-weather friend. But, I mean, this is the woman that is constantly working at events at Sundance. She's always around the famous people. Mm -hmm. This is her way of becoming a famous person. I think she is the most desperate of all the housewives. And she's winning because there's a lot of gays on Twitter who obsess over her. With Lisa? Oh, because she's fucking hot. She is a beautiful woman. I don't know why. She looks great. Like, Meredith tries to look I, great. Lisa's fit. Lisa is gorgeous. I just, I still couldn't pick her out of a lineup. I'm sorry. She's hot, man. Watch this bitch for hours and hours and hours. She couldn't recognize beautiful. her. Beautiful. Her outfits well, are always on point. Okay. I mean, it's, it's easy to be on point when you're always in black head to toe. 
But it, she's not Little Miss Blazer. No, Lisa's stunning. I totally no, get no. why the gays love her. <laughs> well, should we leave it there then? I think we should. All right, bye. Bye.